0: Hello and welcome to Guest Star from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. United States Treasury Department presents Guest Star with Harry Sosnick and the Savings Bonds Orchestra, yours truly, John Conti, and starring Elliot Nugent and Betty Gard. How do you do, ladies and gentlemen? This is John Conti, your host for Guest Star, a transcribed feature for Savings Bonds presented by this station as a public service. With a stroke of the pen, you can write your own future when you sign up for the payroll savings plan for United States Savings Bonds. There's no safer way to save, no surer way to build your own future security. Today, join Payroll Savings where you work. In a moment, we'll meet our stars. Right now, let's listen to Harry Sosnick and the Savings Bonds Orchestra and Harry's own arrangement of After You. After You Now to our guests, Elliot Nugent's brilliant performances as star of Broadway's Voice of the Turtle, Male Animal, and others are generally crammed between assignments as director of some of our leading film and stage productions. But today, once again, he is an actor, and he is assisted by one of radio, TV, and the theater's busiest actresses, Miss Betty Gard, in a delightful fantasy by Milton Geiger entitled Professor Gossamer's Experiment. Professor, if you please.
1: Clarence, I've been waiting for you for ten minutes now. Are you coming? Coming? Uh where, my dear? You know well enough
2: where. Why are you always so evasive? (laughs) Well, I must have picked it up in my summer course on domestic relations.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And now that you've had your little academic joke, I'd like to go to the movies. The movies? You promised me
2: two months ago. Oh, uh, another night, Sarah. Tonight. Uh, After I've had a nap? Now. I'm very tired. I should like to go to sleep. Sleep. That's all you do is
1: sleep. You seem to forget that I
2: need a little diversion. Oh, don't we all, Sarah? Well, good night, my dear. I
1: Oh, no, you don't, Red Grange. I think we'd better understand each other right
2: now. Aren't you being rather optimistic, Sarah, in view of the fact that we have failed to understand each other for 30 years?
1: I've tried to be a good wife. Yes. Yes what?
2: Yes, ma'am. I mean, yes, you've tried.
1: Haven't you been happy?
2: Mm, Lately.
1: Only lately?
2: Sarah, a rather wonderful thing has happened to me lately. Something unreal. Something unreal and... Unearthly, and yet.
1: Whatever on earth are you babbling about?
2: About going to sleep at nights and dreaming. What? What? Well, I'm sure you won't understand. Well, at least give me the courtesy of trying. Well, you see, I'm not really much. So far, I understand perfectly. <clears throat> By uh, all modern standards, I suppose I'm a failure. I don't mind that. That is ever so clear, Professor. But you mustn't think I've gone through failure unscathed, Sarah. Don't think I haven't been hurt. I've well, been. Well, I've been a little man in a world of fullbacks. Laughed at, scorned, ridiculed, or or what's worse, simply indulged. I've been ordered about, willy-nilly, by my superiors, and badgered and bullied by almost everyone. I've been patient, perhaps uh, too patient.
1: And what has all this to do with your going to sleep of nights and dreaming?
2: Everything. You Uh, see, Sarah, when I go to sleep, a strange thing happens. I, I dream.
1: That's revolutionary. Ah,
2: but when I dream, something delightful happens, something incredible. I become a leader of men, a strong man, a benevolent conqueror, admired and beloved by my people. You've been at the cider again, Gossamer. I am honored. Tyrants and autocrats, dictators and oppressors, shudder at my stern justice. I am consulted. I'm respected. I'm deferred to.
1: You are intoxicated.
2: Uh, In short, I'm everything that I'm not in real life.
1: Go on. You know, you never fascinated me like this when we were young.
2: On holidays, in my dream country, there is feasting and, and revelry, but always there is dignity. Dignity. There is no decadence in my empire. Uh-huh. Go on. It's the realization and dreams and fantasy of all the yearnings of my boyhood. Oh, you're living in a paradise of fools. <clears throat> well, then, tis folly to be wise.
1: A world of moonshine and illusion.
2: Illusion? Oh, oh, oh no, Sarah.
1: Certainly. You've become the plumed knight of the nightmare. Forget it, and let's go to the movies. Oh,
2: no, there's more to it. More what? There is something, something that challenges the mind and inflames the imagination. You see, Sarah, it's not so much the dreams as the manner of dreaming. You see, I go to my room. I lie on my bed. Presently, I'm asleep. And then I open my eyes. I'm still in my own room. But I rise from my bed and walk out of the room and right into my dream. And Sarah... The dream, the dream has continuity, like my everyday life, like a soap opera on the radio. Each night I I go on dreaming where I left off the night before. Mm, you ought to get a sponsor for it. Oh, please, Sarah, this may be important to you, too. So I suspect. Go on. Here's the point. When my day's work in my dream country is over, I return to my bed, knowing that my dream is about over, I close my eyes... I open them again. It's my own room. It's morning. I get up, I have breakfast, and go to the university and teach my classes. So what? This, Sarah, this, I shuttle back and forth between reality and illusion. But which is which? Hmm? What? (laughs) Which is reality and which is illusion? Am I dreaming right now, and will tonight's adventure when I lie down be the reality? Or, is this reality, and will I only dream tonight? One is as convincing as the other, Sarah. Uh, Gossamer,
1: are you feeling all right?
2: Uh, yes, yeah, splendidly, thank you. How do we know what is illusion and what is the dream? Suppose, suppose you and the university and all its uh, howling inmates are figments of a dream, and that tonight I lie down from this absurd dream and wake up in my dream world? Surely... A world of goodness and goodwill and brotherhood and love is more real in the sight of heaven than uh, in some aspects of this existence. Sarah?
1: Do you feel heart, aching muscles, spots moving backwards before your eyes?
2: Sarah, look in the mirror. Why? Do it, that's all. Well? What do you see?
1: Oh, don't be silly. I see me.
2: Ah, <laughs> but uh, do you? Or... Does your reflection see you? Again, please. Which is you, and which is the image? Are you you, or are you the reflection of that person on the other side of the mirror? Maybe that image, as you call it, lives and thinks and goes to the mirror of its own free will, and you, you must obey and go to the mirror because it does. Because you, not it, are the reflection.
1: Well, that's absurd.
2: How do we know? I
1: won't listen to you
2: anymore. Because you're afraid. I
1: am not afraid.
2: Very well, I'm going to make an experiment. What experiment? Well, it won't harm the rugs, don't fear.
1: What experiment?
2: Have you ever dreamed a dream knowing all the time that it was a dream and that you would presently wake up? Yes. All right. What is the shadow? And what is the substance? That is what I'm about to find out. But but how? If this is the illusion and the thing on the other side of sleep is the reality... Then I might dismiss everything about me with a wave of my hand, even, uh, even you.
1: Don't you dare! Don't you ever dare!
2: Sarah, this is a dream, and I am tired of tonight's dreaming. It is time I got back to my empire and my affairs of state. <laughs> no, I, I... yes, when I have more time, I shall return and investigate this curious matter, of being a stodgy professor in a stodgy town. But not now. Not now. Clarence, go away.
1: I shall report Go this in St. Knox's to the faculty board. Do you Go hear me?
2: Go away. Do you hear me?
1: Go away.
2: Clarence! Go Professor away. Clarence, but Gossamer, Go whereby? away. No. Go away. Sarah. Sarah? Huh, <laughs> gone. Just as I thought. I was right. I was right. Or was I?
0: <laughs> Thank you, Elliot Nugent and Betty Guard. That was delightful. Uh, you are there, Elliot. Hmm. Oh yes,
2: yes, I am. <laughs> Well, at the moment, John, but uh, we were quietly hoping that you'd do a little talking about savings bonds. That's a subject that's really important.
0: Well, a very good suggestion, because when it comes to real fine investments, savings bonds are tops. They're guaranteed safe, protected against loss or theft, and they pay a good return. $75 becomes $100 in less than 10 years, and even more if you hold your bonds beyond maturity.
1: Right, Betty? Right. But best of all, John, you can buy savings bonds automatically. Through the payroll savings plan where you work, or if you're your own boss, through the bond-a-month plan where you bank. Either way, the saving is done for you. You save before you spend.
0: Yes, automatic saving is sure saving.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, whatever your future dreams may be, a college education of your children, or a home of your own, or money for retirement, you can help make them come true with savings bonds. The important thing is to start now. So let me urge you to sign up for regular savings with one of the world's best investments, United States Savings Bonds.
0: Thank you, Elliot Nugent and Betty Gard. You have been listening to Guest Star, a transcribed feature for United States Savings Bonds, which today featured Elliot Nugent and Betty Gard. The time for this program is donated by this station every week in the public interest. The Treasury Department thanks your station and Elliot Nugent and Betty Guard and their director, Herbert M. Moss, for their contribution to the Savings Bonds Program. Next week, we'll have another famous guest and more good music by Harry Sosnick and the Savings Bonds Orchestra, so we hope you'll be on hand. Meanwhile, this is John Conte saying so long and reminding you to save for security with United States Savings Bonds. There's no finer investment in the world.